You are listening to the Steadfast Life Podcast with Jake and Witt, where we take your questions and offer our answers. We're here to give you what you're looking for, whether that's value, entertainment, or just some laughs. Welcome back, or welcome to Ask Steadfast, where we like to address the questions that come up from the people in our sphere and see if we can help out a little bit by sharing how we do it rather than the way the experts do it. We just share the way we do it. What we've been talking about is stress for a bit this month. And just to kind of wrap it up, there's been some really good ideas about how you can make adjustments or make changes in your life to sort of decrease your stress and and find your patterns of relaxation and calming down. But the big question is how do you make it stick? When you make a change like this, how how do you let it stick around? If you're just like one time, oh my gosh, I see that stress has a negative impact in my life. I should take more baths or I want to take more baths. And then you're like, yeah, I'm not doing it. Mm -hmm. And and so you have this idea to make the change. You got to help it stick around somehow. How would you say just in general, how do you help something stick around? It's an answer that I don't think most of us are going to like, but it starts with considering yourself as someone who prioritizes that. Oh, an identity shift to start with. I like it. I like yeah. where you went at. Yeah. Do you ever consider life coaching? <laughs> when I was quitting alcohol, quitting an, a habit of mine, I noticed there was a huge difference between when I said, I'm not a drinker versus when I said, I don't drink. And the difference really made it easier for me to stick to that habit the new habit that I wanted and let go of the old habit that I was trying to get rid of. When I noticed that, I realized that so often we try and make a habit stick so that we can become the person who's not a drinker. Mm-hmm. And and I realized from that experience that it's so much easier to just start saying, I am the person who, you know, blank. Then mm-hmm. it's not even a thing. You're yeah. really like in this identity of where this isn't just, this just isn't part of who I am. Mm-hmm. And then even if it does show up, even if you have a little error, it's registered as a blip, not, not who you are. And so that, that's right. a great technique, I think, to take on that identity. I'm a non-drinker. Yeah. Or, you know, in this case, you would just say like, I'm, I handle stress. I'm, I'm a laid back guy. And so I do, when stress comes up, I do think that's weird what's going on, you know, this is not me. Mm-hmm. This is not who I am. Let, I'm a stressed out person. Yeah, let, let me redirect to the things I do that mm-hmm. decreases that. I think it's a really good one. Yeah, yeah, I think another one that comes to mind is I'm a healthy person. I am a um, active person. So really starting out with, and I think a good question to ask is what result am I look, looking for? Like what, what habit do I want? Is it I want less stress in my life and then working backwards to, okay, what habits would I need? And then who would I be in those habits? So mm-hmm. that's where I, that's where I would start. One of the ones that I like to look at is once I have this identity that I'm a laid back person to know that that's not a one-time decision that's done forever in the same way I wouldn't say, well, I once ran for 30 days in a row two years ago, therefore I expect to be a runner today. It's just not how it works. Mm -hmm. It's one of these things that requires continual maintenance and I would go ahead and call it a lifestyle. 
that if you're looking to decrease stress, in fact, how do I make this change? It, it actually is going to need to be a high enough priority to you that it becomes incorporated into your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And that's where it's been really fun for me because Wit actually guided me on that in the beginning of our business journey, building a business. I don't want, I didn't set out to be an entrepreneur so that I could be just bombarded with stress and live my life in fear of where's my health insurance gonna be and are the clients gonna keep coming and am I gonna have enough money to pay a mortgage? I didn't, that's not, wasn't the goal, right? The goal was to have autonomy over my time, to have the freedom to achieve mastery in the craft of my selection and, and to build a life that I wanted that gave me the opportunities to do the things that I wanted. So I've got to incorporate that into my decision making. I, I want to be thinking, all right, what is the life I want to build? Not can I grind through these next three months so that we can take the vacation that we want in December. It's going to be how do I build stress relief? How do I build relaxation? How do I build the sustainable, long-term, infinite-style solutions into this journey that I'm on? Mm -hmm. And then when the stress does come up, to resist the urge to just hide it. You know, it's tempting to just go get a bunch of cookies, but that doesn't create a sustainable solution because I can't just keep eating cookies. If I could, that'd be great, <laughs> but I, I can't do that. I, I don't like the effect it's gonna have on me in the long term. And right. so I've gotta hold myself accountable to building a lifestyle that moves towards this, both in my errors and successes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and some examples that come to mind is that we have um, come up with a way that we connect that is very stress, it reduces stretch, stress, which is going for a two mile walk. That's really easy. Uh, it's very enjoyable, it's pretty, and it gives us an outlet to move our body and talk. And I can't count how many times we've taken that walk in yeah. very stressful situations. There's a good chance we've walked a thousand miles on that. For sure. Two mile walk. And come back feeling de-stressed. And, and so finding ways to connect with loved ones that are healthy or, or promote that uh, relaxation, that de-stress, dopamine releasing ways like Jake saying instead of going to the easier ways uh, which can be TV and food it's how can I incorporate this into connection and into family that just makes it easier to do another one I've learned from wit is have the tough conversation and forgive and those are two where it's like if I were to think about where are huge sources of stress in my life it would be from being offended by someone having, you know, having beef, as Paige would say, with someone having some sort of conflict in my life. Or it's a situation where it's like, ah, dang it, I, there's something that is bothering me or a, a hard conversation I need to have or I'm going to have to say something to it where I know that she's probably not going to respond in the way that I want her to. And, and so if, if I delay that, you know, if I procrastinate that, I find that my stress increases. So by identifying myself as someone who prioritizes a stress-free life, then I can say, okay, what's the habit that comes from that? Well, I prioritize having the tough conversation. I prioritize pursuing forgiveness. Mm -hmm. I do those things because it just quiets it. 
and then life is a little more laid back and life is a little more fun. And people from the outside can be like, man, nothing ever goes wrong in your life. And you're just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Secretly knowing that it, there's a, a whole sequence of, of protocols mm -hmm. that are that become part of your character that sort of lead to this result. Yeah, I'm glad that you, you mentioned that one because I think that maintaining a lifestyle of decreasing stress, you know, and, and I just imagine a, a graph where where there's definitely high points and low points where stress is like we get math coming into this. I low. agree. I imagine a graph also. <laughs> You're rubbing off on me. Yes, lucky Mary does that. So that the ebb and flow of stress being high and low and being more even keel and and steadfast through whatever the higher low is, because like Jake's saying, you have put in protocols rather than oh no, I'm at a high point of stress, I need to go and try and change a bunch of habits. It's like, no, let's look at the habits, who we wanna be, and start incorporating those in ways that are easy to do, they're enjoyable to do, and we're looking forward to doing them throughout the week. That way it just keeps us at this steady pace in the highs and the lows. I think another one that's good I've noticed relieves stress or just keeps me in sort of a calm place is that my body, my physiology, the way I think of myself is very pleasant when I give. And so I know that one thing that we've sort of taken on is that, you know, when you're at the checkout and it's like, do you want to give $1 to whatever? It's just always a yes. It's always a yes. And th that's the habit when, you know, we're at a restaurant the tip is not based on the quality of service. <laughs> the tip is based on the generosity that we want to be living life with. And, and so just little things like that, which don't amount to thousands and thousands of dollars. And that, that's why I think it's available for everybody. We're talking about a dollar here and a dollar there. And it's just this habit of being a little bit more generous with your money, a little bit more free and a little less of the clinging, a little less of the fear, you know, mm -hmm. sort of living from this lack that I'm going to need that dollar. Mm -hmm. It, it you know kind of works in two angles one is that relationship with money kind of quiets you know stress a little bit of just letting it flow in and flow out but also you know that the person who's receiving it is you get a little dopamine hit almost you know from providing that thinking of someone receiving that or having that mm -hmm. and it kind of makes you feel I don't know just good about yourself proud of yourself proud of who you are and the way you show up in a very small effort yeah yeah, I love that one. And the last one that comes up to mind for me is James Clear. He's an expert on how to create habits and break habits that you don't want. And he talks about having cues that set off a desire to do that habit. And so an example of a cue could be setting out next to the coffee pot if you're a coffee drinker and that's something that you do every morning setting out your headphones next to the coffee pot that reminds you, okay, I'm gonna pour myself a cup of coffee and then I'm gonna go listen to music or meditation for five minutes. And so it's a cue that reminds your brain because I think one of the hardest things about making healthy habits and stress reducing habits a part of our life is we forget. <laughs> life gets hectic and we're like, we're too oh stressed. Man. I did it really well. Too stressed to, for, to remember my stress-reducing habits. Yeah. So setting out cues that just help you. Okay, I do. I brush my teeth every morning. So what can I put next to the toothbrush? 
whatever it is that you're already in the habit of doing, put something else in there that will remind you to then do that, that habit that you want. Last but not least, perfection is not required to make a habit into a lifestyle. <laughs> and that kind of brings us all the way back actually to what, how we started this with identity. That's why it's so valuable to start with identity. Mm -hmm. Because if you start with identity, then the imperfections are blips instead of evidence of your, you know, being incapable. <laughs> They're just like, oh, that's not who I am because I know who I am and who I am pursues these things. And I don't require perfection to believe it's who I am. I'm gonna pursue them anyway. Mm. Great place to come, very empowering. Yeah. Those are some great tips, Whit, thanks. Thanks, nice job, you too. All right, see ya. As Whit and I have embarked on this journey of making our own change and helping clients do the same, one thing that we've noticed is that the change that's really worth making is usually not a one and done kind of thing. That the key factor is the ability to do it daily, to be consistent, to remain steadfast. We believe this so much that we have named our company after it and we've created a program intentionally designed to build your consistency. We want to build your consistency to trust yourself, so we called it Trust You. If you're ready to become the person that doesn't just renew your mind, but renews your mind daily, head over to steadfastlifecoaching.com and check it out.